Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to Locked On Bengals. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Follow me on Twitter at James Rapine. It's our third episode. This week it's flying by. If you missed the first two episodes, you can catch them on iTunes. Subscribe to this podcast. We're talking Bengals every single day. Yesterday I explained why, well, I'm jealous of the Minnesota Vikings. Plus, I looked ahead to the Miami Dolphins game this Thursday. And in our first episode, we got to recap that game against Denver. So if you missed our first two episodes, you can check those out at audioboom.com on iTunes. Subscribe, follow on Twitter at James Erpine for Bengals news and so much more in this podcast today you're going to hear from Tyler Eifert on potentially playing this week on how rehab is going and so much more you're going to hear from an NFL network analyst Nate Burleson well he's worried about the Bengals you'll hear from him coming up in this episode as well but we're just a couple days away from the Dolphins game and I just came from the Bengals locker room and I I gotta say this the mood at Paul Brown Stadium they're not pressing I talked with linebacker Vinny Ray, a player who's been there, done that. And while he expects the team to play better, the expectations for the team are higher than one and two. They understand that you don't want to be playing your best football in September or October. So they're pressing. They want to be better, but they want to play a complete game. And, and I think that's what their goal is. And obviously every week that's their goal. But I really think after three weeks of – oh, well, the running game was good, but the offensive line was bad, or or the passing game was good, and this was bad, or the secondary got shredded, but the defensive line played well. They've had pieces of things play well at different times. I think they may put it together this week, and I asked multiple players if it was a must-win. Jeremy Hill, I asked Vinny Ray, must-win, and they said absolutely. Now, every week is a must-win, and they, they set it up with some cliche answer like that, but I really think the Bengals are dialed in now because they know, not that they weren't dialed in before, but one in three, I said on this very podcast yesterday, if they start one in three, stick a fork in them. You, 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 they might not view it that way, but they know how important this game is. And one guy that was expected and hopefully will come back this week for the Bengals' chances, it's Tyler Eifert, and he talked with reporters today. Here's a clip, courtesy of the Dayton Daily News. I wasn't I was interviewing Vinny Ray at the time, so I didn't get to catch up with Tyler Eifert. But this is what Eifert had to say about returning, about his rehab, how things are going, and about potentially playing this week. Yeah, we're still, um, it's, it's more their decision. You know, I'm still working through the week. Um, I'm going to do some stuff today, although it's not a whole lot. But, um, you know, still still working through some things, and uh, we'll We'll wait, wait and see on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super eager and excited too because it's been, 
it's only been four games, but it feels like I haven't been out there in forever. And, you know, it's whenever you have surgery or you're going through rehab, you know, you just have to be patient with it and trust that process. And that's what I've done. They've, they've taken great care of me, getting me back and ready to play. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready and, and excited just to get out there and help this team win games. So that's Tyler Eifert. Sounded like he was going to get some work today in practice, not practice in full. And I will say this, ESPN is reporting that Eifert is expected to miss this week. It's kind of the feeling you got when you heard Eifert talk. It's, ah, they're going to get some work in, but there's still some stuff to work out. Why rush him back for Thursday when after Thursday there'll be 10 more days he can be rested, ready to go, healthy, main thing, healthy. He's resting currently, I guess, but healthy for week five against Dallas. As of now, if I'm a betting man, that's when I think Tyler Eifert comes back. So what do you do now? What do you do now? You're on a short week. You faced a must-win against Miami. I mentioned I talked to Vinny Ray. Audio's a little choppy. My my mic went out mid-interview. Had to use the old uh, old recorder, and uh, so you'll hear this. I pretty much asked Vinny Ray, "What do they got to do to get over the hump, get a win here, and get back to 500 this Thursday against the Dolphins?" Man, you know, <laughs> number one, we have to prepare at this point. You know, it's Tuesday. It's a race uh, to prepare. Usually the seven full days. This is for today. Even though it's Tuesday, it's like a Friday. So mentally, we have to go the extra mile. Everybody pushing themselves, physically get your bodies back, and play a full 60 minutes. If we play 65 snaps, it can't. We can't just be doing 60 or 65. We'll be one 65 full snaps. And if you couldn't hear the end there, he said 65 full snaps from the defense. He. That's it. Complete game. And, and, and I told you that's what we were talking about. And I think that'll be the theme for Marvin Lewis. They've seen flashes from the defensive line. They've seen flashes from the secondary, especially week one against the Jets. But dropped interception here. Get beat deep there. Unable to bring Big Ben down here. Uh, receivers unable to get open against Denver. The running game not able to get going against Pittsburgh. There's been something that's held the Bengals back in every game. And partially it's been because of their schedule, who they're playing. Look, Denver's really good. And I think after Sunday, after you saw their quarterback, Trevor Simeon, do what he did, you're not questioning them as much anymore. The Bengals, they, their goal against Denver was to run the ball and to stop the run. And that was pretty apparent, and it was apparent early. They did both things and still lost. And that's because Denver exposed their wide receiver issue. Wide receivers can't get open. And like it or not, that's the case. Outside of A.J. Green, Brandon LaFell and Tyler Boyd struggled to get open. And in the Bengals' offense, Andy Dalton's doing one read, usually. That's how – and he gets praised for this, and it's part of how the offense is set up. It's not just Dalton. But the two seconds, the quick slants, boom, boom, boom. Ball's out of his hands quick. Gets praised for how quick it's out. And it covers up offensive line flaws and everything like that. But if the receivers aren't open – can't get the ball out in two seconds. Can't get the ball out in two and a quarter. Takes longer, and then he's scrambling, and then he's running. And the last thing you want to see is Andy Dalton running with guys like Brandon Marshall on that Broncos defense running after him. So looking ahead to Miami, the the theme today was how good their front seven was. Giovanni Bernard, A.J. Green, Jeremy Hill all said how great their front seven was. So 
that's something the Bengals certainly saw on film. There's something there the offense saw. And here's my question. I talked to Gio today a little bit. He wasn't really available, but I got to chat with him for a second, kind of off the mic unrecorded. And it just it seems like to me that Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard are never going to say it. But I watched the, the Monday night football game. They watched the Monday night football game, and yesterday Atlanta used two running backs, and they used Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman the way a running back duo should be used. You couldn't tell based on which one was in there what the offense was going to do. You didn't know if it was a run. You didn't know if it was a pass. You didn't know if they were going to go run a route or stay in the backfield and block. And that's the problem with this Bengals offense. Jeremy Hill's back there. He needs Ryan Hewitt. Jeremy Hill's back there. He needs an extra blocker. He needs someone leading the way so he can hit the hole. Giovanni Bernard doesn't need that. So if Gio's back there, odds are it's a pass. He's not getting that many handoff handoffs. If Jeremy Hill's back there, it's probably a run. And that's just, it's predictable. And when your offensive line is struggling, when your running game has been inconsistent like the Bengals has, it's really tough to get anything going. And my solution for that is play Gio more. If you play Giovanni Bernard more, he can do both things. He can block, he can catch passes out of the backfield, and he can take handoffs. So the defense is going to be on its heels. Obviously, you get into third and one, third and two, which, by the way, Giovanni Bernard is good between the tackles runner. Underrated in my eyes. But if it's third and goal on the one or two, we know Jeremy Hill's great at that. He, he was great last season. Short yardage situations. That's what I would do. I would give Giovanni Bernard 60% of the handoffs, Jeremy Hill 40%. I would give Giovanni Bernard 15 to 20 touches per game because this team doesn't have many dynamic playmakers. Outside of A.J. Green with Tyler Eifert down, who else is dynamic besides Giovanni Bernard? Who else can make two or three guys miss on one play? Who else can turn a small play into a very big play in just a second? There's not that many guys on this team that can do that. Brandon LaFell, not really known for that. Tyler Boyd, young, not a big speed guy, was compared to Jarvis Landry uh, of the Dolphins, who the Bengals will match up this week. A really good wide receiver, and I think Boyd has that potential, but he doesn't have the game-changing speed downfield. So why not get a guy like Giovanni Bernard the ball more? I don't understand it. I would feed him. There's a reason you extended him. And it wasn't because you were going to just feed Jeremy Hill. It's about Geo. And I know you're concerned, and rightfully so. Is it the schedule? Well, Nate Burleson of NFL Network doesn't necessarily think it's the schedule. He thinks the Bengals are hungover, and unless they can get over this playoff drought hangover, as he calls it, they could be in trouble. Here's Nate Burleson. There's another hangover on this list of teams that you mentioned. It's the playoff drought hangover, and I'm surprised nobody mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, yep. they're not, they haven't started the season off the way they wanted to. They're 1-2. and two. The defense doesn't look fantastic. Teams are putting up points against them. And then over that, they have that black cloud yeah. hanging over their head. They so got to make the playoffs. It's not just pressure of making the playoffs. They, like, they, they got to win a yeah. game. They got to win it. Yes. If they don't catch a rhythm like they did last year where they were one of the more dominant teams, then they can be looking on the outside end. Right now, they're 0-1 within the division. And we know how that is in division play, David, early in the season. If you don't grab a hold of it, it can get away from you. No question. And this is a team, like you said, it's not about just getting to the playoffs. It is actually winning a playoff game Pressure. and making a run with it. And we'll yeah. say this, Andy Dalton 
has had a successful career, but they have got to develop a better short and intermediate passing mm. game because they cannot rely on A.J. Green Taking shots every single time. time. I feel like they miss Marvin Jones and Sanu. Yeah. And I will not only mention that, but not having Tyler Eifert has been mm-hmm. crucial yeah. for their team. Down that. the seams, being able to stretch the field. Right. Those losses have hurt them critically in everything that they need on the offensive side of the ball. And you're right. Hugh Jackson, no Sanu. Those are big pieces that let Andy Dalton play the way that he was capable of. That's Nate Burleson and the rest of the NFL Network crew. NFL Network has the game this week. Thursday night, Miami Dolphins come to town at Paul Brown Stadium. And you look at it, he's got a point. He's got a point. It looks like the Bengals have taken a step back. Marvin Jones, the guy that was right here opposite A.J. Green, well, now he's leading the league in all the major stats including receiving yards, touchdowns, things of that nature, things where you look at it and you're wondering, well, what the heck did the Bengals have and what happened to that offense? Is it all Tyler Eifert? Is it because Hugh Jackson isn't there? Is it because no Mohamed Sanu and no Marvin Jones? Well, I think it's a mixture of things. I think the schedule hit at the right time. I think the change in offensive coordinator hurt the Bengals, and I think ultimately all of the turnover led to Andy Dalton struggling in the first three games. And that's something we'll probably get into at some point because fans, I've gotten tweets at James Erpine about how A.J. McCarron should play. But when you look at it, it's something that isn't necessarily Andy Dalton's fault, right? He's had all this turnover around him. I compare it to a salesman. If you have a really good sales year and you put up these crazy numbers and it's because your customer service rep can shield you so you have time to sell and your manager isn't micromanaging you and just says, you do you, you're killing it, keep it up, and everything's just running smooth, and then all of a sudden you get a new manager and the new customer service rep is lazy and does her nails or the guy plays with his hair and and is on Facebook the whole time and isn't answering calls and now you're doing some customer service aspect. And you have to get used to all these new pieces and how they do things and how they operate in the office and what time they go to lunch and what time you should go to lunch. And it just takes time, right? It it takes time. And I think that that, with the Bengals couple that, all the turnover that Andy Dalton and the offense went with and had to deal with, plus a new offensive coordinator, plus a tough schedule. And it's just one of those things that happens. It happens, and and fans have been complaining, well, they should have kept Reggie Nelson. I got one. They should have kept Andre Smith. Bengals fans hated Andre Smith when he was here. Look, anytime you struggle, you try to find a reason why. There's a multitude of reasons why the Bengals are 1-2 and on the year. Coaching changes, turnover, free agency, schedule, but ultimately they didn't play well. Injuries could be another one, suspensions. They're getting players back. Their schedule softens up. And this is when they need to pad their record. They need to get better. They need to get to 500 on Thursday. I've called it a must win. Do you think it's a must win? Get at me on Twitter, at James Rapine. Again, I'll answer any Bengals question, fantasy football questions, anything like that. And every day, you're going to hear me on this Locked On podcast. It's Locked On Bengals. Keep it locked here every single day going to bring you Bengals podcast recaps interviews audio like that I'm a really big audio guy I'm going to bring you sound you might not hear elsewhere and uh like I said man we're going to go heavy at it this is episode three subscribe tell your friends any Bengals fans anybody you know into the Bengals 
Let them know about the podcast. I appreciate it. Tweet me at James Rapine. And tomorrow, we'll dive into some more Bengals talk. We'll have a preview of the game uh, in, in so much more. We'll probably preview that tomorrow. Get that up and running for you to listen to. We'll recap it Friday. And until then, I'm James Rapine. Tweet me at James Rapine. And this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Appreciate your listening. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17